Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into TAG in today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. TAG came out over the weekend, and I went and saw it. Uh, with friends and my girlfriend, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really fun movie, uh, more so than a good movie, uh, to be honest. Um, I, you know, we, we went and saw it, uh, you know, the theater was hmm, half full, I guess. It was a smaller, on the smaller side, uh, you know, so there are probably only 15 to 20 total people, if that. And it was a good time. The the crowd outside of my group of people didn't feel super into it, but we we were we were we were vibing. We were vibing with this movie. Uh, it, it was pretty funny at times. Uh, there's a couple of instances, uh, a couple of moments that really really worked and really fired for it. But on the whole, I think it kind of it's it's too safe. I think. And I don't know how much of that is because it was based on a true story, and so they wanted to get as many real things that happened in it as possible. But uh, it really felt like it was trying to play things too safe. And a lot of the directions it took, I wasn't completely on board with, but I thought the ending was strong. And the end credits, so there's, it's not really a scene, but the credits themselves, I, I really loved. I loved the credits. So, ultimately... Uh, let's see uh, what the statistics say. So, I saw a tag June 16th, 2018. Clocked at about 100 minutes when you factor in the um, credits part of the movie. It's a 2018 film. My summary, childhood friends still play a game of tag. I gave this film a 53. 53. So, you know, right in the middle for me. Uh, it has a 56% in Rotten Tomatoes, so kind of lining up on that side. And uh, that puts it on par with Team Daryl, which also came out this year, uh, which was a short attached to Thor Ragnarok. Puts it just behind uh, Ready Player One, uh, which has a 54, and just ahead of Psychokinesis, which is a Netflix foreign language Netflix movie, which has a 52. The director of tag is Jeff Tomsick. Jeff Tomsick. This is the first film credit I have from him. He has an average film rating of 53, one film rating in the 50s, and it's tag. He has value of zero and a score of 17.67, which ranks him 1,953rd overall, tied with a bunch of other people whose only film is ranked rated at 53, including... Um, uh, let's see. The directors of... Testament of Youth, Save the Date, um, The Love Witch, I Am Sam, Donald Cried, Cairo Station, Asiambra, A Mighty Wind, all 53. All 53 for me. So, uh, that puts him rank, uh, one spot behind, uh, let's see, um, Walt Dorn, who directed Trolls. And one spot ahead of John Farrow, who directed the Oscar winner, 
Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, also one spot ahead of Jonathan Frakes, director of Star Trek First Contact, Clockstoppers, and Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Moving on to the writers of the film. Uh, they Three of them, I believe. Uh, 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 you have Rob McKittrick, Mark Stylin, and Russell Adams, all credited as writers on this film, whether they be screenwriters or part of the um, original Wall Street Journal article that was made about the real story of the characters. Uh, they all have an average film rating of 53, one film rating in the 50s, a value of zero, and a score of 17.67, ranked ranked 4,154th overall, tied with the writers of the films I mentioned already. So for A Mighty Wind, you have Eugene Levy, um, Alexander Dumas, The Three Musketeers, uh, the writers of Cleopatra, Carlo Maria Franzero, Donald Cried, uh, Jesse Wakeman, Kyle Espeleta, Chris Avedisian. Uh, puts those guys one spot behind um, Douglas Langdale, writer on, on The Book of Life, uh, Don McPherson, writer on Absolute Beginners and the 90s Avengers movie, The Avengers, not Marvel Avengers, but The Avengers. And puts uh, the tag writers one spot ahead of Robert Ben Garrett, who is a writer on Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Baywatch, Taxi, <clears throat> The Pacifier, and Herbie Colon Fully Loaded. Yeah. All right. Moving on to actors, which is where the big names are. A lot of big names in this movie. First and foremost is Jeremy Renner. This is his 23rd film credit and drops his average film rating to a 69.39. It is his fourth film, rated in the 50s, and 18th best movie overall, coming in behind Kill the Messenger and ahead of The Born Legacy. He has a value of 17, a score of 80.84, which ranks him 17th overall. One spot behind Jack Nicholson and one spot ahead of Burt Stevens. Bert Stevens, one of those uh, uncredited actors that I frequently mention. Uh, next up is Rashida Jones. This is her 15th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 63 even. It is her sixth film rated in the, rated in the 50s and 11th best movie overall. Coming in behind Fight for Your Right Revisited and ahead of The Big Year. She has a value of 6, a score of 61.59, and is ranked 428th overall, tied with Alia Shawkat, one spot behind Amy Madigan, one spot ahead of Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Next up is Jake Johnson uh, of New Girl fame. This is his 17th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 56.12. It is his third film rated in the 50s and... 11th best movie overall, coming in behind The Pretty One and ahead of Jurassic World. He has a value of 1, a score of 51.21, and is ranked 1,268th overall, one spot behind Christopher Berry, who was in 12 Years a Slave, 310 to Yuma, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and Django Unchained. And Jake Johnson is one spot ahead of David Harbauer. David Harbauer. 
Next up is Brian Dennehy. This is his 10th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 58 even. It is his second film rating in the 50s and 7th best movie overall, coming in behind Tommy Boy and ahead of The Big Year again. Uh, he has a value of 1.5 and a score of 49.83 to be ranked 1,428th overall, tied with Cliff Curtis, who's in Whale Rider. Uh, Dennehy is one spot behind Judy Davis and one spot ahead of Mike White. You might know him from the School of Rock. School of Rock. Next up is John Hamm. This is his 23rd film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 54.22. This is um, third film rated in the 50s and 14th best film overall, coming in behind his animated role in Shrek Forever After and ahead of Marjorie Prime. He has a value of negative 0.5 and a score of 49.38, ranking him 1,472nd. Overall, one spot behind Arnold Schwarzenegger and one spot ahead of Craig T. Nelson of The Incredibles. Next up is Isla Fisher. This is her 17th film credit and improves her average film rating to a 52.76. It is her fourth film rate in the 50s and 11th best movie overall, coming in behind The Great Gatsby and ahead of Life of Crime. She has a value of negative 1 and a score of 46.21, ranking her 1,835th overall. Ta one spot behind Ben Schwartz and one spot ahead of Brooklyn Prolx who was in Brookback Mountain and The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. <clears throat> Next up is Hannibal Burris. This is his 13th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 53.08. Uh, he has three films rated in the 50s, and it is his seventh best film overall, coming in behind another film from this year, Blockers, and ahead of his voice role in The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, he has a value of negative 1 and a score of 45 even, ranking him 1,983rd overall. One spot behind Roger Ashton Griffiths, who is in The Lobster, uh, a great movie, The Lobster, and A Knight's Tale. And Burris is one spot ahead of Carmen Ejogo, who's in Selma. Away We Go, Absolute Beginners, and perhaps most recently... Um, Alien Covenant? It comes at night. Carmen Jogo. Next is Nora Dunn. This is her 17th film credit and drops and increases her average film rating to a 51.12. It is her second film, rated in the 50s, and eighth best movie overall, coming in behind Bruce Almighty and ahead of its complicated. She has a value of negative 4.5, a score of 41.24, to be ranked 2,494th. Overall, one spot behind John Ortiz, who was in Kong Skull Island, Silver Linings Playbook, and Steve Jobs. And Nordon is one spot ahead of Michaela Watkins, who was in Brigsby Bear and In a World. Next up is Ed Helms, I guess kind of the de facto main character. Um, although the film is mostly about a group of guys, uh, he kind of takes point. Uh, a lot of the moments and scenes and the story kind of revolves around him a bit at times. So I would say if there's a main character, it's Ed Helms. 
Uh, this is his 23rd film credit and improves his average film rating to a 49.09. It is his 6th film rated in the 50s and ninth best movie overall. Coming in behind Night at the Museum 2, colon, Battle of the Smithsonian, and ahead of They Came Together. He has a value of negative 7 and a score of 38.16, ranking him 2,883rd overall. One spot behind Ali Sheedy of The Breakfast Club, and one spot ahead of Henry Gibson, uh, who I probably recognize most from The Luck of the Irish, uh, the Disney movie, but he was also in National Lampoon's Vacation, Magnolia, and The Blues Brothers. Next up is Leslie Bibb. This is her 13th film credit and improves average film rating to a 41.92. It is her third film rating in the 50s and sixth best movie overall. Coming in behind To the Bone, which was a Netflix movie last year, and ahead of Iron Man 2. She has a value of negative 5.5 and a score of 30.83. She's ranked 3,633rd overall. One spot behind Oscar winner Ronald Coleman, who was in Around the World in 80 Days. And Leslie Bibbs one spot ahead of Rada Mitchell, who was in Finding Neverland and The Crazies. Next is Annabelle Wallace. This is her sixth film credit and improves her average film rating to a 35.83. It is her only film right in the 50s and second best movie overall. Uh, coming in behind X-Men colon first class and ahead of Annabelle colon creation. She has a value of negative 5.5 and a score of 21.38, ranking her 4,298th overall, tied with Brenton Thwaites, who was in Oculus and Maleficent. Uh, Annabelle Wallace is one spot behind John Bennett Perry, who was in The First Independence Day, and she's one spot ahead of Sean Patrick Flannery from The Boondock Saints, not The Walking Dead guy. That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, fairly small-ish cast, uh, but like they're all given so much to do throughout the film that uh, they really... They're like all supporting characters, so they all have a significant chunk of time devoted to them. Tag, rated a 53 from 2018, is a comedy, and that's it. It improves the average rating of comedies to 52.81. It passes the Bechtel test um, through conversations between Annabelle Wallace, is that the name I'm thinking of? Uh, the Wall Street Journal actor, and Isla Fisher. Is Isla Fisher. Uh, it is rated R as well. It does not make any top movie lists as of the moment. It is not currently nominated for an Academy Award. I would be shocked if it was. It is currently nominated for a Circle of Film Award. Uh, so it gets in for Isla Fisher in supporting performance. Uh, I thought she really sticks out in this movie uh, for all the best reasons. She is playing Ed Helms' wife in the movie. She is over the top. She is very, very competitive. And as many of the characters say at multiple times, takes things too far. So I loved her in this. She really, she never felt cartoonish. Like it, it, she was able to be this over the top, but without uh, really destroying the fabric of the movie, which is already, in and of itself, a difficult thing to pull off. 
I, I think, you know, you have the, this, the movie is about tag. You have to make tag cinematic. You have to make tag exciting and um, impactful for adults. And most of the time the movie does that, uh, particularly toward the end. Uh, but the key thing that they, the movie did, which is where it gets most of its goodwill from me, is it really develops and, and creates these characters who feel real. You know, it, it's it's not... I, I would say for me, um, it does better character work than uh, like Blockers did. Uh, although I think Blockers is funnier. Uh, I think the main characters in Blockers, which are the adults, I don't feel like their characters are quite very de are, are developed at all. Whereas Tag's characters do kind of develop as the film goes on. So I appreciated that. And Isla Fisher, my favorite performance in the movie, and that's why she's currently in the running for best supporting performance. Um, if she will, she make it to the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see. Moving on, it is not the best picture in any category for this year, but it is impactful to the year 2018 as a whole. It is the 95th film I have seen from 2018, and it is one of the 1,049 films I have seen this calendar year so far. It improves the average rating of films from 2018 to 37.57. It improves their tomato meter to 52.05. It is the 32nd comedy, uh, tying the number of thrillers I've seen, both at 32 for the year, uh, but both behind dramas, which sits at 36. It is neither a good nor bad film, being rated in the 50s, and so the ratio uh, for 2018 remains unchanged at 0 0.32, 20 to 63. As a three on the Bechtel test, it bumps up that percentage to 60%, one of the 60% of films from 2018 with a three. As, a, as an R-rated film, it is the 35th R-rated film I have seen from 2018, which is now two ahead of PG-13, sitting at 33. Uh, and finally, as a film rated 53, it is one of the 90 films on the spreadsheet with a rating of 53 right now. Uh, comparing that to last year, films from last year that I gave, I gave a 53 to would include um, Asiambra, which I mentioned already, uh, Alien Covenant, Murder on the Orient Express, The Glass Castle, First They Killed My Father, and Menashe. Menashe. So, a uh, handful of films with a 53 from last year, uh, on par with Tag, as it turns out. Um, that being said, uh, that's pretty much all the statistics I have for Tag. Uh, again, you know, it, it was funny. Um, the, the premise kind of was interesting to me. I, I Again, I do feel like the movie doesn't go far enough. I think... Um, when you see, you know, this is a movie that at the end, you know, shows you the real life circumstances and then some of the real people like playing the game in real life as adults, uh, which is great. I love that. But you can tell from the real life thing that um, the what's really happening in the movie, like what they show you in the movie is fairly close. Uh, in some instances, to what was really happening. And I think with a premise like this, they really needed to go far more outlandish uh, with, like, the setups and the premises. And I think that too often they played it a little too close to the vest. 
Uh, I think the closest they come, or the the one time that they really came close to like working for me was the church scene. I, I thought that was good and really showed like the the extremes of these characters. But outside of that, yeah, I, I was okay with it. I was just okay with it. So um, that's that's tag. Uh, that's that's my statistics for tag. And that's that's the it. That's it for the episode. Um, next episode, Friday, is going to be a two-parter. I'm going to review Hereditary and The Tale, uh, two recent films that I've both seen, both 2018 films, both uh, leaving an imprint on me. Um, but uh, I'm not going to get into spoilers for either film. And so for that reason, I'm going to review both of them on the same episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on TAG. Uh, if you would like to check out previous episodes, check out the Circle of Film Awards as they look now and going all the way back to 2012. Uh, and much, much more, you can head over to the website, circleoffilm.com. If you would like to support the show, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as $0.08 cents an episode. And if you would like to get in touch with me, you want to share with me your top however many movies lists uh, or just react to anything I've said about anything ever, you can do that on Twitter, at Circle of Film, or email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. Thank you once more, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails.